0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We'll put our hands together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, don't you feel, feel a sweet presence here today? Thank you, Jesus you praise team and band. I'm thankful for anointed worship, aren't you? Amen. You may return to your seats. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. If you could turn with me to your Bibles, to Hosea. Chapter 2, and verse 14. Amen. Give honor to our pastor. And I'm so thankful that his voice is needed around the world. Amen. His family. Sister Lakin, it's so good to see you here this morning. Sawyer, happy birthday. (laughs) Give honors to this church. Count it as a great honor to preach the word to you uh, here today. And uh, give honor to Pastor Cody. He did a wonderful job this morning at 10 o'clock. Amen. Give honor to my wife, my family, my daughter. And. uh, Are we ready for the word here this morning? Hosea chapter 2 and verse 14 says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her, and bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence, in the valley of Accor, for a door, everybody say a door, of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came out of the land of Egypt. Um, The Lord had uh, dropped something in my, preachers like to say drop something, downloaded, whatever you want to call it, in my spirit, Friday night. I want to preach to you a simple topic here tonight, um, a door called hope. A door called hope. I believe that the Lord is going to allow us to enter in a place with Him here today. That if you need deliverance, you could get it this morning. If you need healing in your body, you could get it this morning. Come on somebody. That I know when we enter the door of the shepherd, anything can happen. And I believe that's going to be the result at the end of this service. If you believe that, put your hands together. And magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for what we feel, oh God. I pray that your presence will go before us, Lord. That your word will not return void. But God, it would accomplish what you have set it out to accomplish here today. That you would increase our faith, oh God, despite the valley. But God, you would move in an unprecedented way here this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm I'm thankful. Uh, my wife is really thankful as well because last week we are at a church and for the first time I preached with a lapel mic. You know, a little clip on. You put on the tie. Now, it gets really dangerous for someone that's of a Sicilian descendant because we like to talk with our hands. Did you get that? And uh, I, I get real animated when I preach, you're about to find out here in a little bit, but uh, I started walking around and my hands start flying and I warned them ahead of time, I said, now listen, if I get too close to you, you may want just, to just back up because I may knock you out on accident. Put you in a headlock or something, I'm just kidding, I ain't putting no one in a headlock. Um, but yeah, we, we, we uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm just thankful here today that I have a regular microphone and uh, hopefully I can contain myself here today um Amen. So we can see here Ho, uh, Hosea the, the, the prophet is speaking to the children of Israel. Uh, but I want us to rewind here today and give us a little foundational work. I won't be long here today. I really believe I have an assignment from the Holy Ghost to encourage someone here this morning. But we must understand here, to understand the fullness of the scripture, I want to highlight here the valley of Accor. And this valley was mentioned throughout scripture even after its event that day. It was during the time where Joshua was leading the people, uh, uh, leading the people to Jericho. And it was at the very beginning of what God had promised to their forefathers and had promised uh, to Moses that his people by his Covenant will be allowed to enter in, um, in this great conquest, in this in this great uh, expedition, if I can say this exploit, that it was Joshua that led them to Jericho, and they walked around those walls, and those walls began to fall, and by by the by the commandment of the Lord uh, in Deuteronomy, they were supposed to burn the city, the inhabitants, everything inside of that city, in which they did, but in the process they had a great victory that day. They shouted, they prayed and they worship and they thanked God. This was a monumental task that happened in the history of the church in that day. And we find here that in the midst of that worship, in the midst of those feasts and those celebrations, if I can say, there, there was a problem uh, a, sh- uh, a few short weeks ahead of them. They had decided after they had conquered uh, Jericho, that they would go to a neighboring town and in this town uh, they had spent they had sent spies to this town In this town uh, they had come back to Joshua that day their commander and their chief and they told him that we don't need to send the whole army to this town we just need to send a few men because they are small and we can overtake them easily you see they were already operating in this momentum of faith Uh, it was almost like paradise on earth you have to understand the history that they had come out of the land of bondage and that they called it the house of bondage according to scripture they had sung their songs and had went through the wilderness for 40 years and seen the great wonders in the miracles of God that day but despite the miracles and despite the provision what really mattered is that they were in the will of God Let me pause here and tell you that really matters in your life is that you're in the will of God for you and your family. I don't care what the world has to offer, what career or what benefits or even the benefits in the kingdom per se. But let me stop here and remind us that there's going to be an undertone of the scripture here today that we must prioritize the will of God for our lives. Because when I'm in the will of God, I have all the provision that I need. Let me preach to you here for a moment. And when I'm in the will of God, I have the bread when I'm hungry, and I have the water when I'm thirsty. It's one thing to live this life and to live in this temporal world, walking through life in which we call it it's a journey. But in this journey, if I'm walking around, I want to have the hand of God upon my shoulder, leading and guiding me into all the things. Things he has for me. This this was their 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 big hurrah if I can say. And they send their men with no ease and they had utter confidence you have to understand these people had not much confidence till this time they had they had done a great task for the Lord and they go to this city and when they arrive, to overtake what was rightfully your, theirs the underdog these people that were weaker they probably didn't have the weaponry they they didn't have the favor of the almighty that expanded the heavens with his hands and, and put the moon in the sky and, and put the sun there but but they were overtaken By the enemy, fear began to strike the camp. Joshua was mourning and he, he had rent his clothes and put dust on him and the elders with him began to mourn and inquired of the Lord and say, Lord, why is this thus? and why, why, why? This is a very dangerous thing because uh, we overtook Jericho, but the problem is if the Canaanites find out what is going around in that region, they're going to circle around us and, and overtake and overthrow everything we have worked for for 40 years. This was the predicament he was in. It was a very pressurized, if I could say, time. Uh, the pressure was encroaching on him, uh, and the Lord told him there is an accursed thing in the camp, and there was one little small thing by the name uh, of a person called Achan, and Achan uh, uh, had inquired of a a, a a garment from the enemy when they overtook uh, Jericho, when that garment should have been burnt, and he took the gold and the silver and buried it in his tent in the ground, and in this ground, uh, he. He, he, he buried it, and, and in all reality, he should have sanctified, that was the law, sanctified that, those, those possessions uh, and put them into the Lord's treasury. But because of disobedience, uh, it caused casualties. They went in there and they had 3,000 men and 30 plus men had died and their backs were turned by the enemy. Let me, let me tell you here today that we are in the predicament we are in this world because of one man's disobedience. We we are in this predicament according to Romans uh, that there was a man in the garden by the name of Adam because uh, of his disobedience. uh, We have chaos in this world. Let me stop here and remind you what pastor constantly teaches. Uh, He preaches to us that he blames all the marital problems. Uh, He blames all the disease and and all the the backsliding off of one thing, it's called sin. Uh, And we must not be so far removed uh, from the kingdom of God we look at things and just allow uh, idleness to come on us and, and say, well, it is just what it is. No, no, no. There needs to be a church that identifies. I know what the problem is with Zanesville in this world, and it's called sin. And when we can identify where the sin is, we can clean up the problem. It's a, it's a principle in scripture that it was the disobedience of one man. They the, the Bible goes on to say that Joshua he went and he uh he had he had confronted the tribe of Judah and he had confronted this man and told Achan to fess up and, and to tell the truth of what really what happened. And he he fessed up in paraphrased terms here. He 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 told him that I, I was tempted and and I I coveted this this possessions from the enemy's uh, city, and he, he goes on, and by law, they had to stone him and his family. They, they stone their bodies and kill them and take their tents and their possessions and their, their livestock, and they burn them, and the Bible goes on to say that they took stones, uh, and it was a great heap of stones, almost like a large hill that buried, that was over top of those bodies that day, and the Bible goes on to say it was unto this day. You see, this is a significant time in Israel's history because in all reality, if you read Chronicles, it says they begat that and that begat that, all the chapters that we skip, but the the Chronicle writer, he stops and pauses for two instances, one uh, according to one man's sin, but according to Achan's sin as well. This was a time in history that everyone knew about Achan's mistake and it caused casualties. How, how many times have we lived life and, and, and we, we, we live life, and it's not our fault, but it's because of the fault of someone else. It's not what we said, but it's because of what someone else said. You see, hurting people, hurting situations hurt others. We must understand that principle that sometimes we live lives because of others' choices. And this was called this valley of a It was, Achan was labeled as a troubler of Israel. He had opposed the will of God for their life. And we will continue to read that later, but we must jump forward to the beginning of Hosea. Hosea, we can see here that this was a a prophet, uh, a prophet and a man of God, and it was so alarming when you read this portion of scripture that you can see here. This prophet was commanded, this holy man of God was commanded to uh, uh, take in or or partake of a marriage with a harlot by the name of Gomer, and 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 it was for the divine purpose of God to reveal to the prophet in his eyes. The, the spiritual pollution that was going on in the land that day. Are you with me here today? We're going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. We must understand that it was the, the spiritual pollution that was going on in that land that day. And it was Hosea's audience was the apostate priest and the, the Baal-worshipping people of Israel. And, and, and he was commanded yet again to uh, take this woman into marriage. And it was to show uh, the prophets the chronic behavior that was in the those people's hearts that they continue continually went whoring after other gods and, and trusting in other resources uh, and going after Baal, which was a fertility god, to reproduce uh, a child with woman and reproduce uh, uh, crops in the land and, and give them the worldly possessions. Uh, but this was a behavior that it was idle, it was idolatry that really crept into the realm of adultery. It was adultery folks here today that they forsook, it was not a a sexual sin if I can say, but it was a spirit among the people that was causing them not able to commit. How many times have we seen people in the world, uh, if I'm preaching to you here today, that you must understand, it's like Paul said, uh, I I, I go to do good, uh, but evil is present with me. Let me tell you, it's not because uh, you're bad or you come from a certain family line or, or it's just a curse or an addiction. No, 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 we have to understand, there is a spiritual component to people's habits here today, but we must find out what The answer is to solve those habits. It was this chronic behavior that these people Uh, were overtaken by and it was to show the people and to show the prophet that this was how God had felt. Uh, It was a, if I could use the word, disgrace in the people's eyes that a prophet will marry such a woman like this. And, And it was to show him the inconsistencies of those people and the adultery that they had in their heart. And later, not to get into great detail, they had children together and these children represented the consequences of their choice. Let me me pause here and say that the choices we make here today will carry good or bad consequences. Whether you show up to be in the house of God or not carry good or bad consequences. That we must understand the power that is in a choice. This choice was made by them and, and it was consistent. And in Hosea chapter two, it goes on to say that this, this woman, this harlot that was representing the children of Israel, that it was, it was uh, she made the statement in Hosea two and five, I will go after my lovers and, and I will give uh, me my bread and they will, my water and my wool and my flax and my oil and my drink because she had constantly uh, depended on what God had always provided for them from the very beginning. God had already provided the water before. God had already provided the clothes on their backs when they went through the wilderness for decades and it grew with them. God had always provided the shelter for them and the provision. He had always provided the victory for them. And But because there was a spiritual amnesia element in that, because of sin, they had always forgotten what God had done for them. And let this preacher remind you here today that we must never forget what God has done for us uh, that he was my bread when I was hungry come on somebody he was my water when I was thirsty he was my medicine when my body was sick Uh, we must look at spiritual amnesia here today and remind us that Jesus is the reason for this season and I'm here today because of the glory of God Come on, clap your hands up to the Lord right now. Come on, I promise you, we're gonna go somewhere in the Holy Ghost here today. Just give me your ear, we must understand one thing, that God has never been bad to me, he's been good to me all the days of my life. I feel like the anointing of the Psalmist David, he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, goodness and mercy, they follow me. Let me remind you, saint of God, it may be dark in this season in your life, but you got goodness and mercy at your right hip. Let me tell you, I remind you, God has never forsaken the righteous. It's a really it's a really sticky story. It's really sticky. I didn't write it, it's in there. <laughs> I really didn't want to preach this because I didn't want to turn you off here today. I'm going to preach about hope here in a little bit, but we have to get to the content, context of what everything's going on with. So we, we must understand here that this woman, she has commitment issues. Folks, we have commitment issues here today in this generation, okay? We really do. I've, I've dealt with people over the years, Bible studies, witnessing, evangelizing, discipleship. We have commitment issues. It's, it's safe to say, I don't think it's just our generation because they battle with it in that day. I think it's a spiritual problem. The enemy doesn't want you to commit to God. The enemy does not want you to commit to the things of God. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all, everybody say all. It's very simple, God just wants your all. He doesn't want half. I read in a book that, that, that uh, Bishop White said that some people that leave God and are away from God, it's not that they lost, they, they don't love the Lord, it's just not all of their heart is with the Lord. We must not undermine or, or, or overthink uh, or try to analyze or complicate the simplicities of living for God. Jesus here today just wants all of you. Because if you can give all of yourself, meaning the top priority of your life, God can do the impossible with your life. Because if you have half of your heart with the things of God, you have half of his provision. But if you give all of your heart, all of your mind and all of your strength here today, what you have, that's what it simply means. It's not a requirement of how much, it's just a requirement of all. But Gomer and Israel had a problem with giving all. It was an illicit relationships. It was improper relationships. I would come to the Lord Almighty, but I would go to these men. I would go to, these, let me put it this way, these false gods, these worldly temptations, these things uh, that, that they're just temporary because what they give me, you know, the, the harlot, she said later in chapter two, she says, I'm gonna go back to these men and I'm gonna gain the rewards that they give me. These rewards are false hopes, folks. These rewards are lies from the enemy. Oh, let me tell you something. That the world cannot offer you what God has in his father's house. Woo, let me preach that right now. Hey, this world, it doesn't matter the job, it doesn't matter the relationship, uh, hey, 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 it doesn't matter the career, this temporary world. Hey, I'm all for good relationships, I'm all good, I'm all for uh, our young adults getting careers, uh, but let this preacher remind you that there's nothing uh, that can compare to what my father has to offer in his house. Ah. Ooh, I feel faith in the building. I wish somebody danced on that. There is nothing that this world, there's not a peace, uh, there's not a joy, uh, there's not a happiness uh, that this world can offer that can go above and beyond what my Father can give me. It's like a snare. Ah. Oh. It's like a snare. It's like that box with the stick and the carrot in the middle. Those little cartoons come to my mind. You know how it is. The rabbit goes in that box, trips up a wire or a string, and boom, the box comes down. That's how the world wants to treat us. Try to advertise something that God already has for you. world is trying to offer some of us here today what God already has in His hands. Whew. Because of her statement, we get to the end of the text here, and it says that the Lord made a decision through the prophet to say, because of this, I will allure her into a wilderness, and I will speak comfortably. Unto her, one translation says the phrase "I will speak comfortably unto her" means that I will speak to her heart. And I felt the Holy Ghost just quicken me that God wants to speak to some hearts here today. Mm. He wants to speak to the root of the matter. You keep going in the same cycle after cycle, back and forth. I don't know about you, but there's got to be someone here today. Whether you're 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 on the fringes here today, uh, you're you're new here today, or or you've been a saint of God living for God for ten plus years, fifty plus years. I'm talking to everyone here today that we go through these cycles. Even Paul the apostle dealt with this, but but he 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 gave a solution, Sister Pam, that when evil Is present with me later in those chapters, he says, them that walk in the spirit they shall not fulfill the lust thereof. Let me remind you, saint of God, that you may be feel like God is drawn you into this dreachery, this, this wilderness, this desert, this dry place, but be, thanks be to God that it's not the devil drawing you into that place, but it's God Almighty drawing you into that place. Because if you could get to a place, no matter the setting, no matter how dry or dark it is, Sister Brown, I know one thing, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and I'm not going to fulfill the lust thereof. Let me tell you, you can't live good enough for God. You can't go above and beyond in this kingdom without the Spirit of God. I need the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I need the Holy Ghost to put me in my right mind. I need the Holy Ghost to say the right things uh, and do the right things. uh, Whatever it takes, brother, doing to lead me into that place, I got to be willing to go. I got to be willing to go. I got to check the time here. I got to be willing to go. Good. We got eight more minutes. Are you with me here today? He draws them in to this wilderness and he said, I will give her her vineyards, meaning that he had taken the rewards of the world and he had burned them. He had destroyed them with his hand, with his command. He had made everything in her life uh, difficult to live uh, without him. Isn't that the truth, Pastor Cody, that we live life and we try to do it on our own, but God will disrupt things in our life so he can tell us, you can't do this on your own. You need my power hey, it's not by might, it's not by power, but he told the prophet, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Can't, he disrupts it. Goes, he says, I will take this valley, this place of burial. This trouble place, valleys are elongated, they're deep, they're high on both sides, come on somebody. It's easy to look, look at a valley from a helicopter view, but it's difficult to look from the perspective in the midst of the valley. You see, the children of Israel, they were in a valley. And the Lord labeled their condition as the condition of the valley of a which means the place of trouble, the place of opposition. Let me tell you here, we're going to get to later in this message here in a few minutes, but i got to remind you, i got to say something right now, that, that, that you have to understand there is an opposer of your soul, an opposer of the blessings of God on your life. You must understand there is an adversary that that does not want you to live in the overflow and the blessing of God Almighty. He doesn't want you to be in your right mind. He doesn't want you to be committed fully to the things of God. He doesn't want you to live in happiness and joy and peace. No, he wants you to be in the cycle of come and go, come and go, come and go. But the Lord said that day in the midst of your trouble of this dark valley in your life in the of your people, I'm gonna turn that valley into a door. I'm gonna turn this valley into an opportunity. And I'm reminded what Jesus said in John 10. He said, all that have ever come before me are thieves and robbers. Let me put it this way. Everything that came before Gomer and the children of Israel and these false gods and these temporary gods and things that really didn't matter, they were thieves and robbers. But he looked at them that day and he says, I am the door to my sheep. I am." door to everything they need in their life. Uh, And guess what, devil? I'm gonna take that valley of trouble and I'm gonna turn it into a door of hope. A door. Everybody say door. A door is an entryway. A door. Is a place of opportunity. And he looked at them. And he reminded the children of Israel in the Gospels. They said, "I am the door. By me, any man that enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture." Jesus took it a further step. Later, in chapters of John 14, he said, "Jesus said unto him, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life." I just want to make it real simple here today that you don't need the gods of this world, saint of God. But All you need, and all that you need is found in Jesus. If you want to get to the place where the Father is, you got to go through the door. And let me tell you, it's hope. Hey, 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 you ain't in this valley hopeless. You got a door that's presented in the midst of opposition, presented in the midst of trouble. I am the door. You think this big heaps of rocks uh, that's there is supposed to be a stigma of sin, a stigma of disobedience. Hey, hey, some of us uh, focus on the one man that caused all the issues. Uh, Hey, preacher, I wouldn't have to go through this if Adam didn't mess up in the garden. Hey, we can easily, it's easy to look at the problem in the valley, but I've determined to look at the door in the valley. It's easy to look at one man that caused disobedience and with Joshua's generation, but in all reality, it goes farther than that. It caused by one man and one woman in the place called paradise. You see, Joshua and those children, they were in paradise on earth. And some of us can replay things in our minds that it used to be this way and it used to be that way, but all now I've struggled with opposition after opposition, trouble after trouble, something is troubling me. We can focus on what the problem is, but I've chosen in my mind, in my heart, that I will focus uh, on the hope that God has presented right before me in the midst of the valley, because it's easy to say Adam did that, but guess what? There was one man, by obedience, everyone can become the righteous, it's by the name of Jesus that we can be made whole, we can be holy, we can be righteous, we can be more than a conqueror, come on somebody, I need a witness here, it's by Jesus we accomplish all the music could come. If you can all stand with me. I'm talking to Pastor Cody about a door of hope. Faith is the evidence of things hope for a door. Your valley is this simple here today, your valley in your life will actually be the key to unlock that door. Your distress, your dilemma is a key to unlock the impossibilities in your life. Meaning this, real simple, when I'm sick in my body told you what I meant here today, I have all faith if you need healing here today, you can get a healing in the name of Jesus. If you need a miracle in your life, if you need something to be corrected in your family order, it can be fixed here today. I have instructions from pastor, instructions by the Holy Ghost that God is about to fix, he's about to present a door before us, but we've got to walk through that door. That he is not a God to force his will upon us, but he presents opportunities before us. And we have to take the key of faith and unlock a hopeless situation and turn it into hope. Hey, let me put it this way, an impossibility to turn it to a a possibility. Come on, somebody. To turn a sickness uh, and and walk into a realm and a door called healing. I'm preaching to someone right now, hey, to take a doctor's report and walk through that door and that valley in our life uh, and walk into this realm with him. Because in all reality, Revelation says uh, that Jesus is knocking at the door. You think it's just a door in the valley, but guess what? He is pleading you. He is begging you to come through that door and to enter into a communion with him uh, where he says, whatever you need, uh, you can have it. Whatever you want, uh, it is yours. He said, seek, and it shall be found. Knock. Shall be opened. These are terms where it requires us to do something, Pastor Cody. I've got to sometimes press through the door. There was a woman last week, we were preaching at a church, and God spoke to me that there'd be miracles in the service. But later in that service, we were praying for everybody in the altar call. And there was a man that came up to us afterwards. He said, I had pain over my body. I had every sign of a heart attack, pain in my limbs, pain in my head, pain in my heart. And by the end of the service, he said, when I entered in this church, slowly but surely, God alleviated all that pain and healed my body. Because you know what? He says, you know, in the midst of my pain, there's a door of hope. Hey, hey, there is a door of hope. There is another lady that service that that she was one of the first ones that came that altar call. And pastor and the pastor there told me, hey, this woman, she is blind. She is she's blind. She can't see. And I talked to that lady and we prayed for her. We had three baptisms. And, and during the baptisms, the pastor had his waiters on in the foyer. And that blind lady was being led, I think it was a relative, led by a, a relative to the foyer of that church and, and walking. And all of a sudden, you see... She didn't get healed the first time we prayed, nothing happened, but she said, in the midst of my valley, in the midst of my troubled situation, I'm going to walk through it and find the door that God has presented before me, and when she did, she looked at the chair and she told the lady leading her, she said, stop, I'm not exaggerating, she said, stop, of that foyer there's witnesses all around my wife was there standing by my side she said stop and she looked at the chairs about as far as i am with this chair and she went to it and walked and touched it and she sat down why because there was a door presented in the midst of her trouble Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hey, there was a door presented in the midst of her trouble. Hey, I know it's big and it's large and it's a thick piece of wood uh, that's in the midst, but if some saint of God would press uh, a little further, would walk through that door, God is gonna turn a dark valley in your life uh, and he's gonna make you walk in rooms uh, that can supply all your need. Uh, You won't have to mention Baal anymore, you won't have to serve any other gods anymore, but he will be your all and you're all, you lift your hands towards heaven right now. Come on, I want you to lift your voice right now. Hey, there's a door called hope. Hey, Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He said, if any man thirst, come unto Lift your voice unto the Lord. Hey, 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 ma'am, hey, sir. I don't know how chaotic it may be in your family right now. I don't know what deliverance you may need here today. But if you run down to this altar, there's a door presented before you. God is going to turn that valley of a core into an opportunity. God's going to turn that sickness up into a healing. You just got to walk through the door. Come on, pray. Come on, pray. I need ministry to help me pray. Come on. Hey, I need ministry to help me pray. God is presenting us a door here today. God is presenting us a door of hope. Hey, there's still hope in that situation. Hey, there's still some faith left. Hey, there's still something left for God to do with. This is the part where we seek this is the part where we knock this is the part where we search hey there's a pressing there's got to be an opening hey come on somebody you got to have faith that god's love is everlasting god's love is relentless god's love will chase you gomer god's love will find you israel god's father is here. Come on, the everlasting father is here. I need us to pray right now. Hey, I know it's a Sunday morning. I know it's holiday season. I know pastor's not here, but God, God has, has set up a divine appointment for some of us. God still has an allegiance towards you. God still has an covenant towards you.